Welcome to Props and Hops, a betting and beer podcast powered by Dimers.com and part of Blue Wire Hustle. I'm your host, Matt Landis, and it's go time for NFL Week 9 bets curated from a dream team of football handicappers, plus some original analysis. 60% of the time, it works every time. Two sides in pocket this week. The first one, the Chargers minus one and a half at the Eagles. That number current as I record this Thursday evening Pacific time. And in terms of the handicappers backing the Chargers, Suma as well as the whale capper Drew Dinsick were on the Chargers on this week's Matchbook NFL podcast. In fact, it was Suma's best bet for the show. Andy Molitor joining his co-host Drew on the Deep Dive podcast, also supporting the Chargers. Also on the Chargers, Rob Pizzola in a breakdown on his Thursday appearance with You Better You Bet. And the Hitman in an interview I did with him while hosting Last Word Cheetah on Wednesday, the hitman also breaking down his Chargers handicap in this week's episode of Hot Read Hits. We did have some pseudo-disagreement here from Adam Chernoff, the host of The Simple Handicap, but while he's on the Eagles, he took them at plus 3 at minus 120, so it's not necessarily going head-to-head with him when he's got plus 3 and we're laying 1.5 with the Chargers. The handicap here largely hinges on an overreaction to the Eagles crushing the Lions last week. Against any decent team the Eagles have played this season, they've been down by at least two scores in every fourth quarter, and some of their metrics, such as yards per play, have been inflated by a lot of garbage time production through the first half of the season. Defensively, they're pretty vanilla, and that could make it tough for them to disguise things and confuse Justin Herbert, like we've seen in the Chargers' past couple of games against the Ravens and the Patriots. From a market standpoint, there's been a lot of two-way action on this one, and I'm perplexed by some of the resistance against the Chargers, but I do see enough sharp company on the Chargers to get in play on this one. I know I'll be kicking myself for not respecting the market if they don't cover, but I also know I'd be kicking myself if I didn't stick to my process and back the Chargers if and when they do cover, so I make them good in this one, up to minus two and a half. Second side this week, the 49ers minus two hosting the Cardinals. Adam, Suma, Drew, the Hitman, all on this one as well, along with Steve Fezzik breaking down plays on San Francisco on the Even Money and Dream Preview podcasts this week. And this number's been all over the map the past few days as the market tries to figure out what to make of Kyler Murray's status. Different people have a lot of different numbers. I make the Niners good up to minus two and a half. As far as the handicap goes, when these two teams first played this season, San Francisco won the yards per play battle in Arizona with Trey Lance playing quarterback and no George Kittle, and the Niners only went 1-for-5 on 4th down, so their fortunes could swing in a major way in the rematch here, and part of that also could be driven by some injury news. The 49ers, we know they've got Jimmy G back under center, and George Kittle likely to make his return to the lineup in this one. He's a big presence for the Niners' offense in both the run and pass games. And for the Cardinals, things going the other way, it's looking like we may well see Colt McCoy at quarterback. If not McCoy, then probably a hobbled Kyler Murray if he's able to give it a go. Murray hasn't practiced yet this week as I record this Thursday evening. The same goes for DeAndre Hopkins. So regardless of the Cardinals' quarterback, the weapons in the passing game could make it tough for them to move the ball. And we know from Murray's first couple years in the league, that offense looks different in a major way when he's not near full strength as both a rusher and a passer. And on the other side of the ball, the Cardinals' weakness defensively, stopping the run, that butts heads with the Niners' strength on offense in a really well-schemed ground game. Plus, 
The Cardinals have some holes in their secondary, so it wouldn't be a surprise to see the 49ers carve up the Cardinals on Sunday in Santa Clara. One total this week, Atlanta-New Orleans under 42. Adam and the Hitman in play on this one. Adam got a good number at 44, so this has definitely trickled down. But when I spoke with the Hitman during our Last Word Cheetah interview, he said he sees value at this total down to 41.5. As far as the handicap goes, the Saints offense generated the fewest explosive plays in the NFL in games started by Jameis Winston before he went down with an injury last week. And now that Saints offense likely even less explosive with Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon at quarterback. And as far as the Falcons offense goes, they also struggled to create explosive plays, and that was before losing Calvin Ridley. Outside of the Lions, we're looking at arguably the two worst wide receiver groups in the NFL in this matchup. And beyond the wide receiver shortcomings, the Falcons offensive line struggles in pass protection against stout defensive fronts like we know the Saints bring to the table. So overall, we're looking at two tame offenses and one very good defense from the Saints that could have points at a premium on Sunday in the Superdome. Fezzik also getting in play on this one with a derivative, taking the first half under 21. A very similar handicap to what Adam and the Hitman presented, but looking to avoid any potential endgame shenanigans here. And I get where he's coming from. I'd endorse a split ticket with a small piece on the first half under 21 to complement a full game wager on these teams going under 42. Also one teaser in play this week, Cleveland plus 8.5 at Cincinnati paired with the Rams minus 1.5 hosting Tennessee. I know I've got agreement from the Hitman and Fezzik on this one, but I broke it down first as my last word on Last Word Cheetah, so here's that handicap. In both legs, we're crossing through the key numbers of 3 and 7, and with the Browns, we're taking them in a division matchup, and their familiarity with the Bengals could lead to less variance. That's always a good thing in a teaser leg when we're taking the underdog up through a touchdown. And as far as the Rams go in the second leg, Von Miller's in on their defense, Derrick Henry's out on the Titans' offense. That could be a really big factor. So in this one, just looking to take the clearly superior team at home to do little more than win outright. And sticking with Sunday Night Football, one prop this week, Titans-Rams shortest touchdown under 1.5 yards. This game has the highest total on the board at 52.5, so from a math standpoint, you know what that means. Plus, unlike last week, no concerns about a backup quarterback being a fly in the ointment for this prop. From a matchup perspective, the Titans offense brings less oomph to the table without Henry, but Ryan Tannehill, still a nice dual-threaded quarterback near the goal line, and on the Rams side of things, they should have no shortage of scoring opportunities against this Titans defense. And I gotta say, I wouldn't mind a pass interference penalty in the end zone like we saw the Titans defense commit late in last week's win over the Colts. I make this good up to minus 150. Alright, so those are the five bets we've got this week. Here's a rapid-fire rundown of the Week 9 portfolio. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. The Chargers minus one and a half at the Eagles. San Francisco minus two hosting Arizona. Atlanta, New Orleans under 42. A teaser, Cleveland plus eight and a half at Cincinnati. Paired with the Rams minus one and a half hosting Tennessee. And one prop, sticking with that Titans-Rams game. Shortest touchdown under one and a half yards. 
A quick timeout to remind you about the Props and Hops NFL Challenge going on over at Dimers.com. If you want to try your hand at free Props and Hops merch, come play along with us. All you have to do is pick any six games on this weekend's board against the spread, answer a quick tiebreaker question, and you're in the running. It's free, fast, and easy to enter. So to get in the game and compete for Props and Hops merch you can't get anywhere else, check out the Props and Hops NFL Challenge link in the show notes. And now let's pivot from the props to the hops. This week's show beer, an annual rite of passage, Celebration Ale Fresh Hop IPA by Sierra Nevada in Chico, California. Celebration Ale clocks in at 6.8% ABV, and Sierra Nevada's been making it annually for 40 years now, and it never gets old. They take fresh Cascade and Centennial hops from each year's harvest and brew them immediately to capture citrus, pine, and floral notes at their peak. Celebration Ale is balanced out with a nice caramelly malt backbone. And one thing I love about this beer, it's widely accessible and it's new in cans this year. I highly recommend picking up a 6-pack or better yet a 12-pack. It's almost time to reload on mine. I know Celebration Ale was a favorite of David Malinsky's every year at this time. And on that note, let's move on to this week's Malinsky Minute. It's a marathon, not a sprint. I know we hear this quote often, and it's not necessarily something we can attribute to Dave, although he certainly embodied it. I think of it this week as a proper nod to a different sport, a hat tip, if you will, to the World Series champion Atlanta Braves. They lost their best player early in the season, and they didn't even crack 500 until August, so to see them win the World Series the way they did really proves out this adage to be true on the playing field. And when we're betting football, I think it applies in the sense that no one week or even one season is some sort of arbitrary finish line. It's all one long marathon. And in a small sample, we know the process and result can differ. Two examples from just last week for reference, I released a pick on the Jets at plus 10.5, that line closed at plus 11.5, so a bad bet if you look at it that way, but a good result with the Jets winning outright against the Bengals. And on the flip side, I also had a play on Minnesota plus 3 at even money hosting the Cowboys, that line closed at minus 4 once Dak Prescott was ruled inactive, so that's a great bet considering a full touchdown of closing line value, but it's still lost. Over time, of course, and betting and well beyond it, the process and the result become one and the same, and that's just another reminder, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Alright, so we won't sprint to the finish line here, but we will work our way toward it, and on that note, I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. If you found any value in it, the number one way you can support Props and Hops is to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd be interested in a breakdown on every game, including picks from pro bettors, check out the BetUS NFL show I'm hosting with Las Vegas Chris and Scott Kellen. We're breaking down the full weekend slate live on YouTube on Fridays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find a link to the BetUS NFL show in these show notes. And one last housekeeping item, if you live in an area where wagering is legal and want to kill two birds with one stone, go ahead and sign up for a sportsbook via any of the links at the bottom of the Props and Hops landing page on Dimers.com. That way you can get down on some edges while supporting this show along the way, and you guessed it, 
You can also find a link to that landing page in these show notes. Alright, that'll do it. Enjoy week 9 in the NFL. I'll talk to you next week. And until then, let's bet well, let's drink well, and let's be well. Thank <laughs> you.